Hey guys, welcome to the shit show of my 20s. I'm so excited that you guys are here. My name's Sophia. I started this podcast in the beginning of April and I got furloughed at the end of March. And quite honestly, it was so hard for me to comprehend and deal with that. I was like, I have two choices right now. I can start the podcast that I've always wanted to start or I can let this really deter me and start emotional eating and just sit on the couch and do nothing. And I decided to go with the first choice. And I'm so glad that I did because I've got to meet so many inspiring people from all over the world. And I hope that you guys see yourselves in some of these stories because I've just been having so much fun. This has been lighting me up so much. And I'm really glad that I put myself out there and decided to start it. You know, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to start it. And I'm so glad that I just did that. And I know as an introvert, it's been pretty hard to like put myself out there, talk in front of a camera, talk to all these people I don't know. But I feel like this has been such a growing experience for me. And I feel like I need to share that with you guys because maybe there's something in your life that excites you but kind of scares you at the same time. And maybe it's time to step into that. On this episode, I got to speak with MK Williams, and we talk about her journey from leaving her corporate job to writing full-time, what her writing process looks like, where she finds her creativity, and so much more. So I hope you guys enjoy listening. So thank you so much, MK, for joining me today. I'm really looking forward to diving into your story. Tell me about you and what your stories look like so far. Yeah, well, thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. So my story is definitely one of lots of plot twists or twists and turns, I guess. Um, I am an author, so I clearly love plot twists and a good story. And I definitely think my life up until this point has been a lot of twists, and they've all kind of led to a great place. Um, so I'm 31. I'm a full-time author, an independent publisher, which means I'm living the dream that I had when I was five years old. So when I dreamed of being an author one day and writing books, I didn't picture it like this, but it's probably more than I could have ever hoped for now. So everything in between there was obviously struggling to be the best in school, you know, get a good job, make money. Nobody's going to just, you know, give you a book deal. Um, You're not talented enough. You're not good enough. Just focus on the thing that's secure. And over time, it kind of morphed into me just kind of taking things into my own hands. And now I think the way that things have ended up is better than I could have ever dreamed when I was a little kid. So I'm living the dream. And tell me what it looked like to get to where you are now. What were you doing before (laughs) this? Um, so I spent my corporate career. So in college, I studied economics because I liked math and I liked history. And I thought that was a good combination of both. And I thought, well, I'll easily get a job with an economics degree because it applies to so many things. And I graduated in 2010 when there were no jobs anywhere. Like every entry level job said you needed five years experience and a master's to which I said, this isn't entry level. Um, so I applied to every job under the sun that I could think of. Um, and ultimately I took a job that didn't even require a college degree, um, just because I needed money. And from there I ended up kind of switching to another company, getting a job in marketing. And I kind of found, um, a niche working in, like digital marketing, marketing technology for several companies, which was fun. Um, I definitely played to my creative side, you know, as an author, you know, I like to be creative in more than just 
writing um, and appealed to my numbers side, which worked with economics. Um, but over time, I switched companies only three times. Um, and then ultimately, I was able to leave my corporate career uh, about this time last year, actually, is when I put in my notice so I could just be a full-time entrepreneur. So it was a lot of they say like you have the corporate ladder where you climb straight up. I was on the corporate jungle gym. I was grabbing skills over here, learning a skill over here, getting promoted or lateral transferred once every year. It was just new year, new career was like the theme. And I was just learning a lot and happy with that. Um, happy to have those opportunities within those companies. Um, but then ultimately it was finally time for me to say new year, new career is me doing my own thing. <laughs> um, and so thankfully I had the marketing background that helps with promoting my books and my services. Um, but yeah, now I, I run my own business. Awesome. And what was it like leaving your corporate job? Did you have a exit strategy? Did you know in this amount of time I'm going to leave? Yeah. So about the time that I published my first book, which was five years ago in 2015, I started to really reinvigorate that dream of, could I write for a living? Um, and then at the time, you know, it was my very first book that was out. I was charging 99 cents for the ebook and the royalties you make on a 99 cent book are comical. Like it's like, Oh, I worked this hard for years and I made 34 cents, um, for my first sale, you know? Uh, so realizing like, okay, I am never going to make a career off of those kind of margins. Like what are the other things that I need to be doing? So that dream was reinvigorated and I started to figure out, well, I need to write more books. I need to have that credibility so I can charge a bit more. Um, and those kinds of things. So that was always in my mind that I needed to earn more. About the same time, my husband and I found this concept of financial independence, um, which is basically to save enough money and to cut your expenses so you could live on 25 times your annual expenses. Um, it's kind of the simplified version of it, which when we first got together, we're both very frugal people. Like we're not showy. We're not flashy. Um, we always like to just cook meals in together and we have fun cooking together. So we never had this expensive habit of going out to eat or, or buying, you know, fancy clothes outside of what we would need for work. So that kind of appealed to us. We were already saving. We were already out of debt. Um, I had to pay off my student loan. He paid off a mortgage that he took out in 07, which is the worst time. <laughs> what was the worst time to get a mortgage? Um, so we were really happy with that accomplishment. And we thought, well, what could be our next financial goal? So around the same time that I have this dream of wanting to be a full-time author, we're saying, okay, let's focus on really eliminating any waste in our spending just so we can retire early or just take the vacations we want to take or just say, you know what, if one of us loses a job, like we're fine. Um, and I'm glad that we did that in good times um, because it was able to work out by the time we reached this very extreme savings goal four years later. It was about the same time that I had people approach me after I had several books out and say, hey, can you help me get my books out? Like, I know I can learn it. I just cannot spend the time doing it. Like, I will pay you to be my consultant to do that. And so it was this really great confluence of events where I loved the job that I was at at the time, but I knew like, okay, like my books aren't going to be the only source of income, you know, with where they currently are. Like I'm not JK Rowling. I'm not Stephen King. You know, I'm not going to be making millions off of each book, but if I can consult with other people, I can make a living doing this. Um, and so that plan was formed to, try to set up the company as best as possible to make sure all the I's were dotted and T's were crossed. Like I had more than one client. I had, okay, now I have two clients. Now I have three clients. Um, and it got to the point where I knew going into 2019 that it would be my last year 
working at that corporate job. Um, and the plan was to go through the whole year, you know, max out the 401k, you know, try and get all those benefits I could before leaving. Um, and I just got to the point where I was burned out. I was getting up at 5.30 in the morning, trying to write my own book for 30 minutes, working out with my husband, showering, going to work, working all day. I mean, I was working like 60 hour weeks, get home. He's like trying to get dinner ready while I'm working for my clients. And after several months of that, it was, we were both just like time out. Let's just pull the plug on this job. Like we have enough momentum, like not being where I wanted to be a hundred percent financially with the business, but saying like, if I don't do it, it's never going to get there. Um, so kind of accelerated that timeline for me to leave the corporate job in 2019 midway through the year. Um, and since then it's been awesome being my own boss, being my own employee. Um, there's definitely moments where I think, okay, this is a fun choice. Um, get the emotional roller coaster of being an entrepreneur, but it's awesome. Um, and it's really exciting to know I'm living the dream and just being grateful for that every day. And how do you initially get into writing? Um, so I was like an emo, emotional, nerdy kid. So I just wrote about my feelings all the time, um, especially in high school. I was into my poetry my eyeliner and my like follow up boy lyrics. Um, and so I was just always into writing. I loved reading. I, you know, would prefer to just read a book than hang out with people. <laughs> um, so definitely an introvert in that regard. And I, in college, I was able to take some elective courses as part of my degree program. And one was called writing killer for fiction. And at that point I had only really written, you know, poetry or short stories. And I thought, well, this could be fun just to, you know, take a writing class. My only job in the course is just to write. Um, and I finished that course with 100 pages of my first novel done. Um, and so I really fell in love with long form writing and really digging into characters, building that story, getting, you know, that excitement to like turn the page and turn the page and turn the page. Um, and so when I graduated and I had no job and, you know, I would apply to all the new jobs every morning by 10 a.m., I would just on my parents' couch, just writing the next book. Um, and so I really enjoyed that process. And for a while, it was just the gratification of, I did it. Like I said, I was going to do it and I did it. And it was a really hard thing to do. Um, but then I also wanted to focus on like, if I'm going to do this, I should try to publish it. Um, and so that kind of morphed into the next goal and the next goal. And do you have a favorite topic to write about? Um, I definitely tend more to like sci-fi or speculative fiction. I like to, I'm the kind of person where I'll just be walking down the street and see something and think, Ooh, what if like this, like we know, um, for example, we live in a condo and the unit next to us is just empty. Like, or we just never see the owner. And even today I was like, what if he's in the CIA? And one day this operative comes and like, what's in our door thinking it's their door. And my husband was like, that's the weirdest thing ever. And I was like, this is like, these are the things I think of. So like, I just like to take these what if thought ideas and kind of build them out. And it's fun when it can be with like a sci-fi or like something that's just different than what's in our world. Cause it's like a fun escape for me. So I like to always like turn something and like twist it. Um, that's like my go-to. And what was the first book that you wrote? Um, so the very first book that I wrote, so the first two books I wrote will never see the light of day because they were bad. <laughs> um, so I always try to tell authors like you're, it's okay if you hate your very first 
book, like you, you get better every day. And so like, I even look back on the very first book I published, which was nail biters. That was the third book that I wrote the first book that I published. And like, even comparing that to the book I just released last November, I'm like, Oh wow. Like this one's way better, but you know, I can't go back in time maybe, um, to fix that. So the first book was nail biters and it was like a sci-fi thriller, post-apocalyptic, um, thing like aliens are invading and like people are freaking out. I got to figure it out. So, um, that was a really fun one. Uh, and it was interesting after I finished it, you know, I had my husband read it. I just wanted him to tell me like, is this, would you even read this? And he was like, I would read it, but also like, are you okay? (laughs) Like, this is, you know, (laughs) are you going to like hurt me? And I was like, no. (laughs) Um, so it was kind of validating where, um, people were like, Oh, this reminds me of Stephen King. And I'm like, Oh, well I like Stephen King. So that makes me feel good. Um, so that was the first book was definitely a bit scarier. And then after that, they've just been more like fun, suspenseful, sci-fi adventure. Like, I don't know if you think like Michael Crichton, like, Oh, we're in a real pickle. Let's go on an adventure and figure this out. Um, type book. And what does your writing process look like for creating a book? Where do you start? Yeah. Yeah. So for writing a book, it's, it takes a while. So for a lot of my books that are written, usually I'm from the very first idea of like that, what if, you know, statement to when the book's finished, sometimes it can take three years. Um, just because I'll get going on that. What if idea put together some thoughts, some dialogue, um, and I'll start to write out like almost like a short story form. And then sometimes that'll become, you know, something that's in the book, but sometimes that just becomes kind of a side story. And then I realize, like, okay, well, like, this is a cool scenario, but like, how would somebody get there? And like, who is this person? And like, kind of digging down the rabbit hole and then saying, like, okay, but like, what's the plot? Like, why would somebody read this? Like, there always needs to be a, a mystery or something that needs to be solved or some kind of like ticking clock, like, and books that kind of keep the page turning so then I always try to like ask myself that question and then once I know what the story is going to be in the outline I just try to attack it a little bit every day um, whether it's just descriptions or dialogue or just revisions and things like that Um, and then once I kind of get enough going I can really pick up the momentum and get it done Um, but I always have a notebook with me even right now, always, um, just to jot down ideas because I never know if something is going to turn out to be the next big idea or if it's just going to be a, okay, whatever. But I always want to capture those ideas just in case, because if I don't write them down, I forget them. And then I think, oh no, that could have been a fun story. So. And do you self-publish your books? Yeah. So I self-publish all of my books, um, which I think is fun. And it it really appeals to, like I said before in my career marketing, where it was like the creative, but also the numbers. Um, So I like it because I can be creative. I can still write my stories and work on the cover art and things like that. But it also gives me that like um, more technical like project management as well, which I enjoy. And I think I need I personally like need both the creative and the, and the more technical side to feel fulfilled. So I really enjoy it. Um, and one of the things I've really enjoyed with starting my business is helping other people navigate it and figure it out for themselves and seeing them say like, I just wanted to get this book written. It's been years. Like, I'm so glad I can finally get this done. Like when I first started self-publishing, I felt like I didn't have any help. Um, I didn't really know any other authors. I wasn't part of any big community. And thankfully now, like I found other authors online to be part of a community with, but at first I just felt like 
I was all alone. I didn't know what I was doing. And so I just want to be that help for people. So that way it can be easier for them than it was for me when I started out. Cause I just, I had to learn it all from scratch. Um, and if I can save somebody time and just say, don't even go there, like go here, or look at this instead. Um, that makes me feel good that I'm helping them. And do you think you need a large audience to publish a book? It certainly helps. <laughs> um, yeah. So for those people who have, you know, a hundred thousand followers, like they're going to have a much easier time selling their book and people getting excited for it. But I think even if you start where I did, I mean, when I wrote my first book, my followers were mom, dad, and my husband. Um, and so over time, I've slowly grown the audience just by saying, Hey, like, reaching out to people who do review blogs, reaching out to people who like to read books like book clubs and librarians and people like that and kind of building it organically over time um, has also been an avenue that worked for me. I mean, I didn't have overnight results by any means. Um, there are a lot of people out there in the self-publishing space who say, well, I made, you know, this many figures overnight publishing my book. And I'm like, yeah, that's because 10 years ago you started a blog and now you have a million followers. So it wasn't an overnight success. It was a 10 year success to build that. So, um, I'm happy I grew my audience organically. I think that worked for me, but yeah, if you have a huge audience already, you're going to do just fine selling your book. <laughs> and how do you tap into your creativity? Do you ever have like writing blogs? Does it just flow naturally? Um, there are certainly days where I feel less than inspired to write, or I kind of know like, okay, there's only a few chapters left in this book and they just need to get done. And sometimes I'll like skip around, like I'll write the beginning and I'll write the end and I'll write the exciting parts. But then I'm like, okay, I need to get this character to here and this to happen. And I'll just feel like the last thing I wanted to do, like it's nice outside, you know, I could be hanging out with friends. I could be, you know, cooking something. Um, it's just that distraction can set in. But I just sit there and I say, I have to write it. And I can cut this entire section out if it's crap, um, if it isn't any good. But I just have to get the words down on the page because I can't edit them if they're not written. Um, so just sometimes it's setting a timer that will go off and saying, like, I just have to be focused for 30 minutes. I have to get this in. Sometimes it's making a deal with myself, like, write one page you can check Twitter. Um, so I have to switch up my tactics sometimes when I'm feeling less than inspired, but some days I'll just sit and write 3000 words and be really excited about an idea and time will just fly. So it's a balance. And what tips do you have for new writers? Keep writing, like setting that daily writing habit is probably the best thing any writer can do because you're going to get better. You're going to get the bad writing out. Um, so like not everything you write will be perfect and it's okay to own that. And so if you write every day and like two days are horrible and two days are great and three days are mediocre. Okay. Um, you know, it's just constantly working at it and improving. You know, I spent last year like taking master classes um, online just to continue to learn from more authors. And like at that point I had four books out and I was like, I still need to learn. I still need to grow. Um, and I think it's constantly being hungry to learn more and to improve. That's going to make you a good writer as opposed to somebody who's just like, no, I'm good with where I am. Um, I think it's always like striving to learn. And I think that kind of applies for anything in life. Um, but yeah, it's that constant like self-improvement and like trying to be better. And tell me a little bit about the work that you do with podcasts. What do you do with um, podcast hosts? Yeah, so also, so the company that initially approached me about helping them self-publish and really just create a publishing arm. So they uh, were two friends of ours that 
my husband and I happened to meet before the podcast kind of like exploded and took off, uh, which is funny because we were like, oh, we should just support them and tune in. And then we were like, oh, they're internet famous. And we didn't even notice um, because we already knew them. So they wanted to add a publishing arm onto the podcast. So kind of saying, hey, people are interested in their content this way. Like, let's give more information to people. Um, and so they asked me to help build that and helping them build it. They said, hey, like, you're, we aren't publishing a book every week, you know, like we're publishing a couple of year, like in between, like, can you help with some of the organization and management since I had experience in that too. So I just help them line up guests, make sure everybody shows up on time. Um, I feel like sometimes I'm like the podcast mom. I'm like, Hey guys, like you have this interview at this time with this person. Don't forget this. Um, but like that's needed sometimes like that level of organization is just needed to keep things running smoothly. So it's really fun. And they talk about financial independence, which is a topic that obviously I found value in. Um, so it's really nice to see how they can help people and how I can help them do that. And working with them, is there anything that you notice as any tips for managing the podcast? Anything you would recommend to someone who's just starting off? Yeah, so I would say um, if for anybody who has a podcast, whether they're brand new or whether they have been doing this for years, it's that follow up to make sure that like the person who you're interviewing feels like they're the special person. So like whether you're a brand new podcast and you feel like, well, nobody knows who I am or you feel like you're the number one podcast on Apple and you're like hot stuff, like you always want to make your guests feel like they're the priority because then they're going to go to other people and say they were so nice they were so great check out their podcast like they're going to want to continue to listen and share just beyond their own episode and I think that goes back to like building those positive relationships you know it's saying oh wow I really felt supported by them I really felt heard by them and therefore you know I want to support them in the community they have around their podcast so it's it's really just those basic little things um and that's some of the stuff I help out with just to say like hey here's your episode like we're so excited to have you on and like we genuinely only have people on the podcast we're excited to talk to but it's like those little comments that just like reinforce that like we want to hear what you have to say and we know other people want to hear it and it's that subtle reassurance that I think then carries through it in the conversations, in the interviews and how things are put out. Um, and that's just been a big blow through that I've seen make this podcast successful, no matter what, you know, if somebody comes on and they have to just bleep a lot or somebody comes on and they're like, that was not what we thought they were going to talk about. Like the end product still ends up sounding great because of that really positive relationship that they've built. And you mentioned earlier when we were talking about your worth being attached to a paycheck and working on that right now. What has that work been yeah. like for you? <laughs> so that was really tough. So when I first decided, like, okay, going into 2019, I'm going to leave my very cool job, my, you know, fun marketing job that paid me good money. Um, it was almost like people say golden handcuffs, like, the money was almost too good to try and walk away um, and saying, I'm going to leave that and run my own business and risk maybe making no dollars, um, but kind of knowing we have an emergency fund built to give me time to build the business where I wanted it. That was really tough because I found a lot of self-value in, well, I'm an important person at this company. You know, I make X figures. Um, and it's one of those things where like, I wouldn't go up to somebody and say that, but like in my mind that made me feel successful. It made me feel valued by literally seeing that value on my paycheck. And so I knew like, I'm such a type a, like go getter person. I was like, this is going to be a struggle when I'm working. And like, what if the first month, like 
I don't sign any new clients. And what if I don't think of any more books to write? And how is that going to work? So I just try to do a lot of mental work to kind of talk, like even just journal and like talk with my husband and talk with friends about like, well, the value I'm providing in this situation is my knowledge. Like the value I'm providing is my expertise. It's not the amount that somebody is compensating me and really trying to say like, what's an amount of money that I can live off of and not constantly comparing myself to the next person. Um, and like being a business owner, you know, I listen to a lot of like small business and entrepreneurship podcasts. And sometimes you just like see the headline. It's like how I made $10,000 in one month. And you're like, okay, um, if I'm not doing that, does that mean I'm doing something wrong? Or like, if I only have one month like that in a year, like, is that an issue? Like, should I be doing that every month? Or I grew my business to seven figures in three months. And you're just like, how is that? What? I don't understand. Um, and so I had to realize that like sometimes listening to podcasts like that were actually detrimental to me because they were, I was constantly comparing and then finally saying like, okay, but like their business isn't selling like something super high end that has a huge margin. And like the thing I'm selling is something that people will pay max like $15 for. And the margin is a couple dollars a book, you know? Um, and really just trying to say like, I could do that. Like I have, you know, I could learn the things that they did and I could totally switch my business and my focus and maybe do that. But like, this is what I've decided to do. And I'm, I'm happy with the like decent living that I'm making now. Um, yeah, I'm still working on it sometimes. <laughs> Some days are easier than others. Like when I sign a new client, I'm like, Oh, I'm doing great. And when it's been six weeks since I signed a client, I'm like, okay, <laughs> how, how are we going to turn this around. Um, so it's a roller coaster and I think it's something I'll constantly have to keep working on. Um, but I think I've come a long way since where I was last year, just being so type A and so driven by that, that paycheck. And now I'm driven by my mission. Um, and that's gives me much more energy. And what's your favorite part of your business? Um, I would say the favorite part of my business, aside from like the moment when I get to hold like my book, when it's done, is when I help my clients and like they get to hold their books. It's just like such a moment of like writing a book is hard. Like it's like a marathon. And by the time you finish editing it, like you are going to be sick of your book. You're going to say, I never want to read this thing again. I've gone through it so many times. And so that moment when you finally get to hold it and like when I get to see other people were like, I helped them get to that moment to hold it. It's just so exciting. And I always try to remind people to like, take it in. Like, this is your moment. Like there's more work to do marketing. There's always more work to do to get reviews and things like that. But like, that's the moment, like what every author dreams of is just holding the book up. Like I did it. So that's, that's the most exciting part for me. And can I ask, what's the story? How did you meet your husband? I love hearing the stories. <laughs> <laughs> so that first job that I took here in Tampa, um, I started, I knew nobody in Tampa. I literally moved here because I was living in Philadelphia, graduated, there were no jobs. So I moved in with my parents who were in Pensacola, which is way on the other end of Florida. And I called to change my insurance to say I'm not in Philadelphia anymore. And they were like, oh, okay, well, we're hiring in Tampa. And so that was the job that I got out of the hundreds that I applied for. That was the job I got. And so I started uh, at this company. I knew nobody. Um, and I was like, okay, I have to like stop being an introvert and say, yeah, I'm going to go to happy hours and I'll eat lunch with people because I need to make friends. Um, and this one guy that I worked with kept asking me to hang out with him in these like interesting situations. And I just wanted to be like, dude, I'm not interested. Um, 
And I didn't know how to like say that without it being awkward. And then finally one day he like sent me a text and he's like, Hey, do you want to hang out with me and my friend? And I was like, okay, I need to get over like not having friends and just like put myself out there. And if this guy gets weird, I'll just say something. Well, apparently the whole time he was trying to get me to meet this friend who is now my husband, but like, he's apparently the super matchmaker. He also set up this other couple that we know that are like married with three kids. So this guy that I worked with just happened to notice that like maybe I would be a good fit for his best friend. And turns out that we were, um, and now we're married. So that's cool. (laughs) Yeah. I see. And what were your twenties like? (laughs) My twenties were all about the hustle. I was the super type A. If there was a carrot, my boss was going to dangle. I was going to go run and get it. Um, I, you know, after I left that first job, because it was not anything I was passionate about, I moved into marketing at another company, and I was constantly, you know, trying to um, get the most leads in, trying to get the best optimization score on landing pages, and constantly going after that. When I switched to the following company, it was just a constant dopamine hit of like, I close this event, I close this event, I close this event. Um, so it was just hustle, hustle, hustle. And I loved it. Like I loved the validation that I was doing a good job, that I was, you know, helping the company. Um, but it was a very busy decade. Um, and probably a decade where if I could look back and say like, I, maybe I worked too hard sure, but it also brought me to where I am today. And I can't regret that either. Cause part of that was like trying to write books and publish books while working really hard at work um, and kind of finding that balance. Um, And I'm glad I went through that to appreciate that much more the time that I have now to work on my business. Um, But yeah, it was a decade of hustle and just grinding. Yeah. And what advice would you give your 20 year old self? Um, I would tell her to be confident and to go with where life takes you because when I was 20 I was still in college I really thought I was just gonna get a great job in downtown Philly and just live my type a go-getter life there and that did not happen at all um and I'm thankful for that but I think if somebody had told me then that I would move to Florida and I would be a full-time writer by the time I was 30 I would have told them that they were crazy um, cause I just didn't believe in myself that I could do that at the time. And I didn't think that was something I would be allowed to do that. Like some external authority would not allow me to do that. So I think I would tell myself to be more confident, um, and to believe in myself over what other people might, you know, give us their validation. And are there any questions that you wish I would have asked you? Um, this is a good interview. I feel like you've done a great job. Um, I mean, I feel like I've shared my story pretty well. I also love volcanoes. It's just like a weird thing that I'd like volcanoes, but that like would be a very odd question for you to just grab from the universe. Like, how do you feel about volcanoes? I feel like they're really cool. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for doing this. Where can people connect with you? Yeah, so I'm everywhere as one, the number one, MK Williams. So website is onemkwilliams.com, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at one mk williams there is another sci-fi writer also named mk williams but he's a dude and so you'll know it's me because i'm a girl so yeah that's how you can find me online awesome thank you guys so much for listening i love if you can leave me a review on itunes please feel free to share it with any friends you think the story would resonate with i hope you guys have a great rest of your day